Hello, and welcome to the Emma's for Mama podcast. I'm your host, Abby Halberstadt, happy wife, mama to 10, Bible-believing Christian. And on today's show, I want to wrap up the series that we've been doing called The Truth About Honest Motherhood. And this episode is going to be a little shorter, just for practicality's sake, because yet again, I am recording on a Tuesday in the afternoon while my little boys sleep. This is kind of my MO, how I get things done. Um, before I post on Wednesday. So it's very rapid turnaround around here usually. And then I have to go pick up my kids for piano and from homeschool co-op and all the things. So I'm right back into momming very soon. Just finished. Well, you're never finished momming, are you? But um, just finished putting little boys down for naps and jumped over here to our house while my oldest son, who does all of the editing for this podcast, is there working on his um, software development schooling that he does. And so it's just a lot of juggling, but that's how we get things done. We help each other and we all pitch in. And so um, I only have a limited amount of time to talk to you about this topic today. So I'm just going to dive right in. And I've touched on this in the last two episodes where I kind of brought up this theme or this trend of people saying, You've been duped. You've been lied to. I'm going to tell you the actual truth because no one else will. And the irony of it is those posts so often go viral that then there becomes this um, chain effect of someone seeing that it goes viral. Now, I am attributing, obviously, a motive to them that I can't know for sure, but it seems to be that certain accounts are able to see that this kind of attitude or this kind of post resonates with moms in the sense that it gives them a place to vent, a place to let people know about their sorrows and their struggles. And they think, wow, that is a huge amount of engagement. I'll do my own version of quote unquote, honest motherhood. But the narrative is always I'm the only one that's telling you the truth. And again, the irony in that is that these are the posts that actually are consistently snowballing into virality on social media. And so there actually are a lot of them. There are supposedly a lot of mom accounts out there who are the only ones being honest with you. Um, So we have to then say, if this is what the claim is, does it stand up to the light of scripture? Does it stand up to the truth of God's word when we shine it on it? Or is there, are there, are there major cracks in the claims being made? And so we've, we've kind of addressed some of those things and I'm trying to do it from a very non-judgmental stance because I am in agreement with many of these moms that there are aspects of motherhood that are very challenging and that have the potential to um, alienate us from our community, that have the potential to isolate us, that have the potential to overwhelm us. And so as I re-listened to that first podcast that I did about honest motherhood and how I was kind of validating some of those concerns, I thought, but, but still challenging them, I thought, I hope no one listens to this podcast and comes away with the conclusion that there are only bad aspects of motherhood. And that's what I want to talk about today, because even though I do feel like I push back against it to say, is this truly honest or is this perhaps a skewed view? And then we went on in part two to talk about the claim that motherhood means that you lose yourself and kind of the biblical assertion that our lives were never ours to lose to begin with, that they are Christ, that they are his to mold and to shape and to grow us in. And as Christian believers who believe God's word, we are walking by faith and not by sight that even when the results aren't immediate, even when the growth isn't apparent after a couple of weeks, even when our family members are not on board, that our efforts are not in vain because the Bible very clearly tells us that they are not 
that we are to not grow weary of doing good. And we, we reference that Galatians 6 and 9 verse all the time on this show. So then, then we move on to examining what I want to talk about pretty quickly today, because I don't think it will take a lot of belaboring. And because, like I said at the beginning of the show, I don't just have tons of time today. So you're, you're kind of getting a brief version of Abby, which is not common because I'm not typically a woman of few words. So the the assertion seems to be the only way to be honest is to focus on the difficulties. If you talk about the good things in motherhood, if you focus on the good things in motherhood, if you celebrate or uphold or kind of showcase the good things in motherhood, you must be shoving all these other difficult things, hard things, negative things, soul crushing things, because that's that's the narrative. Soul crushing is not an exaggerative way of describing some of the things that I've seen people say online and in books and even in person. Um, and so if you if you are doing the the positive version of motherhood, you must be sweeping all these other things under the rug and you must be lying. But of course, we could say on the flip side, if the only thing that you ever major on for the sake of authenticity, because that's a word that I see often, vulnerability, yet another word that I see championed a lot, and relatability, which is maybe kind of the pinnacle of the goal, it seems, with some motherhood accounts. Relatability is king or queen, I should say. And so if you're doing things for authenticity, vulnerability, and relatability, rather than doing them and saying them and highlighting them and showcasing them because they are truly in line with the truth of scripture, I think it's going to become obvious very quickly that not only are you not being completely honest, even though that's your claim, but in some cases you are ignoring the good that's there for the sake of hits or likes or comments or, and I'm speaking from a very social media perspective, but I hear from moms all the time or, or an online perspective, an ability to consume media perspective. Let's put it that way, because this could be in books. This could be in podcasts. This could be on Facebook. This could be in um, any other format that you can consume without actually having to interact with a live human being. But I do hear in DMs so often from moms who are saying that they feel very cowed in their personal circles to speak any good about motherhood for fear of being attacked as inauthentic, lacking in vulnerability, lacking in relatability, and lacking in compassion and empathy. So while I don't find too many moms that are unwilling to acknowledge the hard parts of motherhood at all, most people that I know will say, oh yeah, man, not sleeping. Oh man, the potty training thing with some of my kids was like rough. That took forever. Yeah, my teenager has a bad day more often than he has a good day right now. But that's the season that we're in. I have a child that lies to me repeatedly. And that could be a whole podcast in and of itself. What do we do with deceitfulness in our children? How do we biblically approach that? Kind of how do you, how do we grapple with that? Um, I'm grappling with all of these things. But I'm not going to then say the only honest way to grapple with these things is to say, this is all bad. This is running my life. This is taking from me. I am being diminished. I am being restricted, um, which seems to be the conclusion of most quote unquote honest motherhood accounts. So 
These DMs are telling me that this is not just a social issue. This is not just an online issue. This is an interpersonal issue. And these moms that are scared to speak up feel like they will be ostracized from their friend groups. And in some cases, in fact, in many cases, because my primary audience is Christian moms, they're saying, this is my church group. This is my small group. This is my Bible study. And I want to say, friends, sisters, women who love Jesus, this should not be. And in James, it talks about how blessing and cursing shouldn't come out of the same mouth. So then you have to examine what does it mean to curse? Because is saying my child struggles with deceitfulness and I am really grappling with how to address that from a biblical perspective. My husband and I are deeply in prayer. We are seeking counsel from godly older couples that have gone through this same thing. And we are confident that the Lord is in control, that he is sovereign, and that he will work good in our child's life and our lives and will bring him glory as we continue to seek him. But this is a fact. Is that inauthentic? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You can acknowledge the difficulty and the struggle without diving into all of the details that quickly spiral into child bashing or husband bashing. And that's that's kind of a, a parallel issue that I see, especially in the online sphere, but also in face-to-face conversations. It is so easy to want to share salacious details of our struggles for the sake of hopefully ferreting out whether somebody else has been there too. But the question should not be whether our sister-in-law or our best friend or our neighbor or that girl at the gym has experienced the exact same struggle that we have experienced, but rather since Christ has borne all of this on the cross, can I take this to him with confidence that he is enough? And I know that I just flipped that narrative. You're like, wait, wait, wait. I didn't think that was where that was going, Abby. The question is not, is it a good idea to do this? It's not. There are times, I'm not telling you to bottle it up, friends. There are times when there is wise counsel to be sought and some of the details need to be shared. But there is a difference between prayerfully and carefully taking those details to someone trusted and saying, I'm telling you this because I need wise counsel and because you seem like you've been there or could help me or pray for me and support me or keep me accountable. There's a big difference between that and, oh, I know my 10 year old stinks too. Here's how. In other words, there is a difference between seeking wise counsel and merely seeking commiseration and validation of our own bad attitudes. And I know that I just stepped on toes because I just stepped on my own toes. There are many times when I know that I'm sharing something because I want someone to say, ugh, that's the worst. Not because I either want to encourage or be instructed or corrected or exhorted in truth. Um, Man, there is a huge difference. And yet our flesh tends to slide toward that. I'm going to be honest with you. This is the worst. And, And it can be the worst, guys. Listen, I am not brushing off some of the things that we have to deal with as moms. There are times when what we have to deal with, what the Lord has placed in our path. And when I say what we have to deal with, I don't mean that in a resentful way. I mean, the Lord has clearly placed this in our path. And the only way to get through it is to go through it. So there are times when what the Lord has placed in our path to go through feels like the worst. 
and is truly something that we can't label as good because God would not call it good. It is um, sin. It is evil sometimes. And I'm not thinking of anything specific, but I, I could come up with some examples. It is destructive. If we have children that are struggling with pornography addiction or drug abuse or other sexual sin, or I mean, those are very heavy things. And I won't ever make light of them or say that in sharing your story with a trusted someone, you are simply seeking commiseration and validation. I don't, I don't want us to get caught up in this idea that she doesn't understand. She's never been there. She clearly has it all together and never has to share anything. Not the case at all. But I, I do think that we can use discernment and we can ask for the Holy Spirit's help to check us when we are quick to run to friends, online sources, um, sisters, husbands even, before we've even taken our mothering struggle to the Lord. Now, I acknowledged in my other episodes that quite a bit of this chatter that I'm seeing about this concept of quote-unquote honest motherhood comes from a secular source. It's not all from secular sources, but a lot of it originates from a secular source. And so it makes sense that while there is that caveat of, I love my kids, but I hate motherhood, kind of we talked about that concept, and that's how we be honest. Well, there's there's kind of that I love my kids caveat, so it doesn't sound as bad when it's followed up with, I can't stand anything about motherhood. It's not enough to cover the fact that even people who aren't looking at things through the lens of God's word are not being honest, even from a secular sense, meaning... Truth is truth, and God's word is truth, and God's ways are right and good. But you can see how, from a secular perspective, you could look at things from a um, purely utilitarian. Does it work? Did it accomplish what I wanted it to accomplish? Therefore, it's good. Check the box and move forward. Even from that perspective, to simply focus on the challenges, to focus on the hard things, to focus on the pitfalls, to focus on the ways that motherhood um, makes life hard for us, if we're going to put it that way, is not honest. And then to take it several steps further and say, we are called to rejoice in all things. We are called to pray without ceasing. We are called to give thanks in all things. What does that practically look like? Because I've said this many times before, but rejoicing always is not the same thing as enjoying always. So if we have a mindset of, if I have to go through this and it's rough and it's challenging and I don't like it, therefore I need to talk about it. I need to share with everyone so that I can see whether or not they're sharing my same level of hardship. And then I need to defiantly say that my sharing or my complaining, you're not going to like that word. I don't like that word either, but sometimes that is what it is. Or my um, even belittling of my family, that that is, we're going to say that that's authentic, Um I think that we are able to stand back as Christians and say, no, I can say I don't particularly enjoy my four-month-old's sleep regression, and I don't enjoy the fact that my potty-trained four-year-old has gone back to having skid marks on his undies because he's having accidents or sort of accidents, and I don't enjoy how hard it is to teach my dyslexic child to read, and I don't really enjoy my preteen sassy attitude, and I don't love the fact that my teenager doesn't like being home for dinner anymore because he'd rather be with his friends. You know, just as, just as examples of different age things that you might run into, 
We can say I don't love those things without airing them to the world or without saying that therefore means the only way to be honest is to, um, to say this is all there is and there's no good in this. So I really want to encourage you and challenge you as I wrap up that there are ways to be very honest about the challenges we face in motherhood while also being very honest about the good aspects of motherhood. It doesn't have to be either or. It can be both and. We can both acknowledge that certain parts are not our favorite and that we struggle in them and we could stand to be improved in those areas by God and by the example of our friends and our fellow Christians. And we can say, I love this aspect of motherhood and not be ashamed of that at all. There are people that I hear from all the time who say, I want to say good things about my family, but I think I will be viewed as a braggart. I think I will be viewed as someone who is promoting toxic positivity. I think people will think that I am trying to compare myself with them. And I think there are ways to joyfully declare the Lord is good. And these aspects of motherhood are so life-giving to me. And I really, really love it without that being something that diminishes anyone else. So I encourage you to keep going forward in true, honest motherhood, which is to say that I will fail. Certain aspects will not be my favorite, but other aspects are so joyful and God is good through it all. If you enjoyed the MS for Mama podcast, I would be so honored if you would subscribe and follow along, maybe share with friends or even leave a review. And if you want more content on motherhood and biblical responses to cultural issues, be sure to follow along on Instagram at m.is.4.mama.